I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. We've got a uh, recent Thank you uh, joining us today from the Coliseum. Uh, very, very handsome man wearing his glasses today. And uh, you, you've probably seen him out there uh, in the gloom. I think we've all uh, just enjoyed um, getting to come around this man as he's going through life and, and different struggles and things, but uh, also really appreciate his leadership. Um, and so want to just uh, spend time getting to know uh, Tin Cup. So Tin Cup, uh, glad to have you on. And uh, where we like to start is just with that uh, who eh uh, and maybe for you, even the kind of precursor uh, interactions with wait time, you can share some of that with us. And then what was the first workout like and uh, how did we land on the name Tin Cup? Sure, sure. So thanks for having me. Um, thanks for just you, the plug and Pony for inviting me. I appreciate it. I've listened to quite a few over the last few months and I've, I really do enjoy listening to everybody's stories. So hopefully mine can be somewhat um, enjoyable for others too. But my trademark, um, EH Maze. The trademark is a neighbor of mine. We see each other at the pool uh, occasionally back when my kids were younger. And he started telling me about F3 at the pool one day. And I I, I was a, I was lukewarm to it at first. Um, but I finally, after at the end of July of uh, 2019, I decided to go to one. And he was telling me, he told me about it and kind of gave me the, the uh, overall view of how it would go. And he mentioned that wait time uh, was the, uh, was the queue at Cornhusker that Tuesday. And I actually knew wait time a little bit from my current position. We worked together when we were uh, planning for the Buffett Cancer Center where I work. So I knew him a little bit then. Um, so I was excited to see him. And um, I was mentioning to you before, I I was I, I did not get invited to be a Redwood, even though I think I did know him at the time, but we weren't that close. So I don't, I don't hold it against him. Um, so we the first post was at um, Cornhusker. Wait time was on the queue. I remember carrying sandbags. I remember running more than I thought we were going to run because I had more of a boot camp uh, style in mind for workouts or how Trademark kind of described it to me. But I remember being um, tired at the end and covering a lot of ground at the Cornhusker. And it, it, was, a, it, was, it was a good workout. It was different um, than anything I'd ever done before. And then at the end, there was two FNGs, me and another um, guy. And I think basically what happened, I, I was probably pretty spent. So I just kind of gave the general uh, overview of, you know, my my name, you know, my, I have two kids, where I work, and nothing was really coming up. I mentioned that I golfed, but I wasn't very good. And I think wait time, you know, had, I, I assume he always has like 10 names in his back pocket. So he just went, okay, we'll call it your name's 10 Cup and let's move on with the workout because I have another guy to name too. So that's where 10 Cup came from. Basically, I like to golf a lot, not very good, but um, it's something I do do quite a bit actually so it, it fits pretty well oh, oh man that's i uh, and um you know wait time what a miss man he did he, he should have eh you as a redwood i will have to give him a hard time about that well to be fair i probably would at that time in my life i probably would have said no i could i you know I, I you go through different phases of life and i i could see myself not committing to it back then so everything works out so i 
you know, we're so I think it probably better that he didn't ask because I don't think I would have said yes anyway. I could, I, so it, it worked out fine. Yeah, he he probably has a sixth sense where he knows, right? He can yeah, tell, right, uh, exactly. What was, what was going on? What do you think changed that, like, that made you ready to come out when Trademark asked you? Well, I mean, I knew Trademark a little bit better, a little bit better, obviously, because he was our neighbor, and he's a very, I mean, if you know Trademark, he, he's a, he, him and I are very similar. We don't, we're not, we're not like real talkative and and the fact that he was doing it kind of really intrigued me because he didn't seem like somebody that would like go out and join this group i mean i think he would even admit that it probably wouldn't be something you would uh think he would uh want to do but he really enjoyed it it's like well you know i i could use probably a more vigorous exercise routine i was kind of in the routine where i was just on the treadmill a few days a week i go to the gym once a while with weights but it was nothing that was i was committed to so you know, F3, when I first started it, it was like, okay, this is good. I'll do this twice a week. And I wasn't that engaged. You know, some, I listened to a lot of the podcasts, like I mentioned before, some people jump right in. I'm a slow burn guy. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go a couple of times a week. I'm just kind of at my own pace. And then at some point, um, probably, you know, before the pandemic and then after the pandemic, it kind of kicked up again. I just kind of clicked where it was like, this is something that's more than just working out and it's, it's good for me. And it's, uh, and it was just helpful in a lot of different ways over the last few years. So I'm, I'm so glad that uh, I listened to Trademark and, I, and, he, and he picked me up uh, on that Tuesday morning. Yeah. Are you still in touch with Trademark? I feel like he hurt his back and maybe. Yeah, he was in, he was in, injured. He, and actually I reached out to him a few months ago and he started showing up and, uh, and he was at, when I had my respect uh, birthday, he he showed up to that one. So he, He's still in the mix and we see each other and we, we've been trying to get a time to get together with um, our M's and go out and it hasn't worked out yet. But yeah, we, we touch base occasionally. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. I, I like trademark a lot. I, so, you know, I think you mentioned you were doing, you had a fitness routine before and then, you know, kind of slowly got into F3. Do you feel like, have you seen uh, improvements in that first F fitness area or what's been? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, uh, so I just was, you know, I was maintaining, I was doing a little bit. I was probably in better shape than a lot of guys my age, but I wasn't in good shape. And you could tell that first six weeks when I was doing F3 and that it was hard and I could see the improvement pretty quickly. And one thing F3 did for me is that I didn't go for about three or four months when COVID hit. I just didn't feel like it wasn't, it was such a strange time in hindsight, I would have gone back a lot earlier, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So what F3 did for me, it, it allowed me to like work out harder at home. You know, I kind of had that, um, uh, you know, I had those, the foundation of what I could do for F3 workout. So instead of just you know, doing the elliptical a few minutes, I would do a kind of my own boot camp workout in my basement and do it more. And so when I did start going back, it was, it wasn't as much of a, uh, didn't take it much to get back into it. So I, I do appreciate that because that helped kind of keep my sanity is like knowing that I could like work out on my own and, Following and following the group on Twitter, and like I said, hindsight twenty twenty, I probably would have came back a lot earlier, but you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I'm right there with you. As we, you know, had a, another baby last year, I've been doing more workouts at home, and it does kind of open your eyes to like, okay, there's I can do more than just burpees, right? And I right. can do more than just a, a run right. or an elliptical, and um, you know, and yeah, it's definitely been eye opening for me too in that area. I think. Um, what about you know when you think about you know, the, the second app for that fellowship piece. I mean, talk to me a little bit about, about that. Cause you know, starting at two days a week and um, is that what clicked for you that made you kind of 
start coming more or what or what what do you think there yeah so at first i didn't go to coffee a lot i was uh my i think at the time my son who's out in college was uh not didn't have his license yet so i was driving my son and my daughter who's now a sophomore in high school to uh to school so i, I in my mind i didn't have time i probably could have made time so i didn't go to coffee a lot that first for a while but then and then when I started to shortly, you know, after it like about a year and a half is when I really started getting into it and started trying to go to coffee once or twice a week. And I did enjoy the time um, because I didn't, I wasn't pre-reading that much. It was a time to connect with everybody. You know, you listen to the podcast and uh, you know, one, one common theme is people really enjoy the pre-writing and the, and the second F that comes with that. I, I wasn't doing that at the time, but so I didn't. So going to coffee was a, uh, was a nice way to kind of increase the fellowship and so yeah it's it's just and like i said i i don't jump in i'm very of a slow burn so about so i'm like you know if you talk to my wife now she would say that i'm all in with f3 but I, it wasn't it took a while to get there to, for me anyway that's just the way i operate yeah okay yeah no and that and that makes sense you know i think sometimes um, you know, we've heard some guys say, right, like sometimes coffee, you don't have time, right, or maybe you have to get to work early, um, you know, and I, and I think it does take a little bit of time, but I, I think just trying it that first time is uh, pretty right. eye-opening. I'm curious, too, your thoughts on the pre-run, you know, from your perspective, were there, was that intimidating, or or was it just a timing thing, or how did you kind it, of... Get it, a little bit of both. Um, it was intimidating, because, you know, if you're a 10-minute a mile pace guy, you know, you're always concerned you're going to show up and there's going to be a bunch of uh, thoroughbreds there that are going to be running the six, seven, eight minute miles. And it's like, that's, that's intimidating. So what I've started doing lately and along with a number of other F3 guys is that Oompa started a Clydesdale WhatsApp. Uh, and so you can, anybody can join it and it's just very, you know, individuals say, I'm going to be here. And you, so, you know, someone's going to be there about your same pace uh, or that, and so that, that's been nice. And so I've been pre-running more lately and getting to know, get, and I'm want to continue to do that um, over the next, uh, you know, in the future. So that's one thing that, that's nice. So it's like just knowing there's someone there that, that you're not going to, that's it, that you're about your own pace. It, it's, it's a nice thing. So it's a good thing that it was created and, and, and others were on board early on too. Yeah. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching the the Clydesdales and just um, just creating that you know run at whatever pace you want. Right. I think, you know, I um, I have some guilt or shame about the super fat pre running pace. I don't know, you know, I think maybe just how we started pre running, but um, I'm really glad that guys have, have found a way to. Well, make and the thing is, it's this in your head, right? Because if if I showed up in any pre run, someone would run with me and it would be fine. Yeah. But it's just in your head that, you know, you don't want to be that guy that kind of slows the group down because, I mean, everybody wants to come out and get their workout in. But in reality, you know, 95% of the guys are fine running a little bit slower on any certain morning if that if it means picking up the six. So yeah. you just, but in, you know, the, but in the back of your head, you don't necessarily want to be the six. You want to be that guy. But it, I would be more comfortable now showing up. Um, but like when you're new, it is intimidating for sure. Yeah. What, um, so for somebody that might be listening that is wanting to get into pre-running, what would you, what's the best way to, to start that? You think, is it jump on that WhatsApp uh, chat? I would say, yeah, just ask someone to invite you to the Clydesdale WhatsApp. And um, it's, and, and it, you know, there's someone posting, you know, or well, say they're posting some a number of sites every day. So there's always an option about every morning, it seems like. And, and you know, there's, even when it's cold or has that, like it has in the last week, it's been, number of people we i think we had six last 
Friday at the spike and it was cold. Uh, so it, that, that would be a good way to start. And I think more people are, or as they, we tell people about it, they're more interested in coming out just because they know, you know, it's it's more of a, you know, it's 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 a more of a warm up than it is, you know, a, a beat down. But it really gets you ready. It, you know, you're you're gonna have time to you at least be able to catch your breath before the beat down starts. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I've talked to a few guys that are trying to they're doing a run at like five days a week now. You know, yeah. The number of guys are go they're hitting hard for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. What about um, like some of the other second half? you know, like happy hour, lunch, uh, shield lock, Q-source. Have you had a chance to participate in any of that stuff? Yeah, I've been hit, um, ha happy hour occasionally. But lunch is a little bit more difficult for me to, to get to generally. Um, but um, happy hour, uh, I'll, I'll try to go to if, if some of the guys are meeting. Um, you know, the one thing, I, not necessarily second, it's probably third half, but one thing I had never done in like 30 years was give blood. And then I started giving blood because of F3, you know, there was a sign up. So uh, that's, you know, it's, it's, I know, I, I know that's part of the third half, but that's something that I, that F3 totally, it wasn't for F3, I still wouldn't have given blood because I, I had a bad experience early on. They'd have, so they'd have a hard time finding my veins. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'll give it one more shot. And every time I've gone in, it's, it's been fine. So it's like one of those things that um, I just need a little motivation to sign up. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's, you know, it's, you know, maybe technically third F, but there's a second F component. Yeah, there, for sure. There's, you know, guys competing for the time, you know, who's got right. the time and right. yeah, that, I, I love that. Um, what about uh, Q source or shield lock or any of that stuff? Have you, um, I don't have a shield lock, but I mean, not an official one. There's a number of guys that, I'll, that I know I can lean on and I'll reach out to. And I have in the past, but not, not an official shield lock. Um, as far as Q-Source, I, I, when I post to Paradise, I try to go. Um, I don't post to Paradise a lot. Wednesday used to be kind of my rest day because I like to have a luck day in between, but um, I do like posting there when I, when, when I can. So I've been to a few Q-Sources, and I, and I appreciate the conversation, and I always appreciate the, whoever's leading it because it seems like that's kind of above and beyond to, like, take that commitment and lead the discussion. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, go to coffee, lead a beat down and then go to coffee but then to like commit to doing homework and having to lead the discussion afterwards always impresses me it's like I, I, it's 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 always a, a good thing to participate in i think yeah for sure what you know as you're thinking about um you know kind of this in this realm of like um we'll call it like sad clown syndrome or male loneliness or you know and, and looking at all the different apps i mean do you how do you feel as far as your relationships with other men now compared to maybe before f3 yeah. So what, what? So I don't. I was probably a little bit of a sad clown. I know there's been times that, like in hindsight, there's probably times where, I would, you know, it kind of varied depending on, um, you know, what was going on. I think what I, what F three, what's really, um, incredible about it, or really, really kind of, um, I really come to appreciate it, is that you you form relationships with men that you would never probably meet. You know, they're not necessarily parents of your of your kids right and they're different age groups you know they're, they're maybe 10 years older or younger um so i that, so you're able to like talk to them about their experiences and they can ask you about your experiences if you're if you're a few more if you're a little bit older like i am um you know one thing with me you know and it's it's, it's, it's pretty well known is I, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer in april of this year and i didn't tell anybody for a while just because i just didn't Feel like sharing it I, I didn't I was having a hard time talking about it 
took me a while to come, like I said, it's back to that slow burn. Um, but what it's done for me recently anyway, is that, um, you know, just the positive energy that I get from the group. And, you know, if you would have told me three years ago that I would, you know, I have men like praying for me, I would say, I don't know how comfortable that would make me feel, but now I, I'm very much appreciative of that. And I, and it's just been a really good experience. It's helped me a lot. I mean, at first, even before I told people and motivated me to get up to get up out of the morning and do a hard workout. And then, and then now it just kind of motivates me to keep coming to see, see everybody. And, and, and I, I'm so thankful for how it's helped me and over the last few months, especially. Yeah, man. And I, you know, I appreciate you sharing that with, you know, just here, but also just with guys uh, through different workouts and, and things. I know I've been, uh, actively praying for you. And I, and, you know, I think curious, um, you know, one of the things we're trying to do here, right. Is create those relationships. So, so, you know, F3 references like the flux, right. Or just life on life's terms. And, um, you know, as you go through that, it, it's definitely a spiritual journey, right. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty and things that you're going through, but talk to me about the, that third F then kind of the faith piece. I mean, you mentioned giving blood, but just maybe even more on the spiritual side, what, what's been your journey there? Sure. So, um, you know, I've, I've heard other people, other um, guys mention this on, on the podcast is that, you know, F3 is really kind of, it's really acts of my church or you know, it's not a religion, but it's by my church. It gives me an outlet where I pray every day. I don't, we're not, we don't necessarily go to church regularly. Um, but, you know, I do believe in, you know, the power of positive energy. I believe in the power of prayer more so now because of F3. Um, that I probably ever have, and also be just because of my situation uh, I'm in now. So, you know, I, I I would describe myself as a man of faith, um, but I would just kind of leave it at that. And I think, yeah. and what's nice about the podcast is, is I think I've heard other, you know, members of uh, of F3 say similar things, and you know, and and it's fine. It's like we're all, you know, we're all, you know, it's, we're all men of faith, but it just doesn't really the details behind that isn't really important to me. It's just like we're men of faith and we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much, um, so much positive energy, you know, in that kind of spiritual realm with, with the group. I mean, you just feel it when, it, you know, we're together uh, in the morning and um, that's one of my favorite things by far. I, I'm curious your thoughts too on, so you mentioned it was difficult for you to talk about, um, you know, and, and that could create some issues too, right? Some mental battle kind of stuff. Sure. We have these things we don't talk about them so did the group help i mean do you feel like being a part of the group helped you kind of get out of that comfort right. zone and share or how, to, how did that end up that's a that's a really good question so and i've thought about this a lot so so april i was diagnosed you know i i didn't want to tell anybody because my son was graduating from high school and in, in may so we told the family in april my parents the kids but i didn't want to like to like tell a lot of friends because i just kind of wanted to wait till the graduation was over we told my immediate family and then after that, I just didn't want to tell anybody. I just didn't, I had a hard time talking about it. But I will say to your point is I kind of felt a little guilt, right? Because we had got to go to the workout every morning. Um, people were praying, they were asking for prayers. You know, I, I had this thing kind of pretty heavy on my shoulders. I just, just wasn't ready to mention at the end of a workout. Plus, you know, in my mind, and this is probably isn't fair, but it's like, it doesn't, didn't seem fair for, you know, if somebody's queuing a, a workout and for all of a sudden me to say, at the end of it, oh, I have cancer. It's like, well, what, where, where do we go from there? I mean, it's kind of <laughs> sidelines. It kind of, you know, 
takes the whole, everything in a different direction as far as the COT is concerned. So I so I use that as an excuse. So interestingly enough, I, you know, I was I didn't turn fifty till October, but wait, I've been going to the respect pop up um, workouts because wait time invited me when I was about forty nine and a half. So he asked me to queue in uh, July, the end of July, at the respect pop up, and you know I, that felt kind of right. It's like, okay, there's men all in their fifties, you know, they're kind of probably something that, you know, can almost be a PS, you know, public service announcement for them because they need, maybe need to think about this too. So I had two COTs prepared for that day. One that was pretty easy and benign. And one was a part of my COT I started writing when I was diagnosed. So when I was diagnosed, I started writing a COT just kind of helped me keep my head around it. Mm-hmm. It ended up being about five, six pages, single spaced. So I, I didn't share the whole thing, but I shared a part of it, or I had a part of it prepared for that morning when I queued at the respect pop up at the end of July. And I, I didn't know if I was going to share it honestly until I was in the middle and I was surrounded by the men. I knew it was a, a a safe place where I could be vulnerable, I could be emotional, and it was and it was it was very much, but it was also cathartic. It really helped me. It was one of the I had a lot of steps in my kind of getting my head around this. And that was a major one as far as able to share it uh, with F3 men. Cause uh, it, it was tough for me to talk about it because, you know, it, it would have, if I would have, if my diagnosis would have just been, okay, you have to get your prostate removed then everybody would have known. Right. Because yeah, yeah. I would have been laid up for a number of weeks. I would just would have told people, but um, you know, the, what my treatment plan is hormone therapy and radiation, which I finished. But it wasn't really, you know, until I started the radiation, it was just kind of waiting. So I was able to kind of, uh, you know, keep it to myself, at least when policing the free circles. Oh, man, I I liked your approach about um, processing that event, you know, major life event by writing it down. Are you, a, I mean, where does that come from for you? Are you a writer naturally or that you're not even? No. So if it wasn't for F3, that's something I would have never done. Okay. I just started thinking, I mean, when, I mean, shortly as I was, after I was diagnosed, I just thought to myself, some, someday I'm going to put this in a COT. Yeah. So I might as well start documenting it now. And I had, and I've changed it a lot because at first I thought maybe I, I kind of assumed this was going to be my treatment plan. And the more we found out um, that, it, you know, cause long story short, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty open to sharing about this is that, you know, I, the PET scan indicated that I, that there was cancer in about 12 lymph nodes in my pelvic area okay. um, because of that surgery really wasn't an option so um at the end of august i had high dose radiation in the or room directly into the prostate and my cervical vesicle and then after that i had 30 days of external radiation treatments and um so that's why i did tell people like i t- like because i knew i was going to miss at least one uh uh beat down at at the coliseum where i was the site queue i told a few people there and and I shared, I did share the four-page COT with a few people early on, just because I, I felt comfortable doing that. Uh, but it wasn't something I necessarily wanted to publish on to mm-hmm. the whole world. But yeah. but I, I took parts of that for the at the for respect pop up at the end of July, and it was a you know it, like I said, it was just a day that kind of started allowed me to kind of you know start telling people, and eventually I became a lot more comfortable and a lot more um, able really to talk about it because I, I just for whatever reason I just had a hard time discussing it early on 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, you think like a group of guys, right? And we all know kind of where the prostate is at, right? You know, from an anatomical location. And, yeah. um, you know, so then I think you're kind of like, how, you know, what, how do we talk about this? But maybe that's one, that's one of the right. things, right? As men, we got to figure out because these are important things. I, so I wanted to clarify something you said too, because you said, I think you said you're done with all of the treatment. Is that correct? And then your next step is really get another PET scan and kind of see where right. things are. Um, more or less. So I, I, I've done the, the radiation treatments I'm done with. Um, I'm still on hormone therapy. Part, my treatment plan is two years of hormone therapy, which started about six months ago. So something I didn't know, you know, I work for the cancer center at, at UNMC and I, and I didn't even know this. I mean, prostate cancer feeds on testosterone. So for two years, I'm on hormone therapy that basically will knock down my testosterone. Um, but it also keeps the cancer cells from growing if, if there's any left. I mean, the hope is, and this is the, my mindset, is that the radiation took care of it and there actually isn't any left. But just to be safe, they want to keep me on it for, the physicians want to keep me on it for, for two years just to, before they take me off it. And then they'll just monitor my PSA. Um, and then eventually, you know, if it stays low, it should be good. But eventually I'll probably have a scan of some type. But yeah. right now, that's the biggest thing now is like, you know, not having testosterone does a lot of things, but one is it lowers your energy. Yeah. But exercise, you know, helps, right? I mean, it does help. I mean, so that, that's so I, I'm even more motivated, I think, most days to get up and to get out because it's it's kind of part of my treatment plan, exercising. And and so I, I, I do I do find F3 is as I'm I'm grateful and thankful that I it's in my life during this time period. I think it's really help I'm getting more out of it, honestly, than I'm giving back, even though I'd be, I'm happy to give back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm right there with you. I mean, to me, like it gets it challenging to always push yourself to go work out alone and just, uh, just knowing other guys are out there and that you can show up and, you know, that is a, is a huge motivator for me. Definitely. I, so, so um, if you had a chance to give a, a public service announcement for other men, what would, what would you, what would you, uh, what would you say or what should we all be thinking of to well if, if specifically for prostate cancer so so the you know the the reg the rules and and the guidelines have changed a little bit over the last few years and they were saying basically don't get a psa until you're 50 and then i think they actually did change it um i would say have a conversation with your physician about getting uh prostate examination examination a, a dre a digital rectal exam and, and then maybe a psa i mean maybe not any, not everybody necessarily needs to have them. But I will say this is that I didn't have one because I have zero history of cancer in my family, immediate family. Prostate cancer is, is in my family, but it's nothing like you would say you should check them out. Um, so, you know, if I would have had a PSA, you know, two or three years earlier, it probably would have been a different, whole different type of treatment for me. And I, and I didn't because when I had it, you know, the normal range is less than four for a PSA. My first one I ever had was 45. Oh, wow. So it was like right when they saw it, it's like, we need to do something about yeah. this. So I'd say have a conversation because I mean, if I would have just went to my doctor and said, maybe I should have a examination, he probably said, sure. But you know, I wasn't pushing for it because if you know what a DRE is, why would you, right? <laughs> why would you put, why would you ask for that? Yeah, for sure. And, and so for the guys that are like, I'm not asking for that. I mean, it sounds like 
as a preventative measure, right? You should be. You should think about it. Yeah, for sure. Especially because like with me, it would have been a no brainer. If it's really, really high, then you need to follow up. I mean, the question is with just a little bit high, but you know, everybody's, everybody's different. But like I said, I had, there, statistically, I should not have prostate cancer unless I was exposed to something I don't know about. I, it's, just, it's not something I would ever thought I would be diagnosed with cancer before I was 50. No way. Yeah. Um, you know, I do. So, so anything just, I mean, in that space, obviously we continue prayers for, for that, um, for you. I mean, that you feel, do you still, still deal with some anxiety or stress around this, or you seem pretty like you're dealing with it pretty well? It's compared to how I was, uh, you know, six months ago, I, I think I'm doing okay. I have a great support system, not only at F3, but my wife is outstanding. And she um, has really been the rock behind the whole process of ours. And we, we have friends and family that are that, um, outside of F3 that have just been great. Um, I mean, like anybody else, you know, some days are better than others. There have been different days when you kind of get lost in your thoughts and think about why why am I in this place and what's, what's going to happen. But, you know, overall, you know, this is uh, – I keep – and this is another thing F3 did for me, which is probably I can keep going on and on. Um, it – it helped me remain positive. You know, I can list a lot of things that where I'm pretty lucky. Um, I'm pretty lucky that I work for a cancer center and I have access to care and I have access to expert um, guidance. I'm pretty lucky that um, I haven't had really any major, any health problems for 50 years. So this is it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it, you know, I, I've been pretty healthy for 50 years. Um, I'm lucky because, you know, now my son will get, he'll be uh you know he'll do preventative care early on i mean so it should never really affect him um so i have health insurance i have you know i have access to care i mean i'm compared to a lot of people i'm pretty lucky i just and if it wasn't for f3 i'm i don't know this for sure i probably wouldn't have been as positive so i just try to remind myself that um you know all things considered um it could be a lot worse yeah Man, and I, I really appreciate your positivity. I I look at, at guys like you and, you know, even like Waffle House or guys that have gone through, you know, these life-changing circumstances. And, and I, I see why, you know, whatever higher power you believe in would, would um, maybe allow that, right? Because you're the example you are to other men and what we can learn from you and your experience is just, it's phenomenal. So I, you know, the other thing I get that I'm picking up on, if I'm following correctly. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I don't, I, don't, I feel like, I, I will just, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do feel like, you know, 90% of the guys have to be this way. And you know, I think about, you know, Pit Stop and his, what he's going through with his M and I, you know, I'm, I'm I think in that way, I'm lucky because it's me and it's not my M. Um, so, I mean, it's, there's, everybody's dealing with something is what I keep telling myself, right? Everybody's dealing with something. This is just happens to be out there for me because I chose for it to be And but everybody's dealing with something in my struggle, though, you know, it's not insignificant. I don't know if it's much different than what 90% of the people go through. So I think it's just, it's just, you just got to, uh, it's day by day, right? It's just day by day. Yeah, where I was going. So this happened in your 49th year, right? So, so before, okay, so then, and then you turned 50. And how did that go? So my, so my, it's, so my 50th, I, I called, a, I called, I texted Oompa and said, I noticed my 50th birthday was on a Friday. So I, I said, I want to, shortly after you got the flag, I said, I'd like to do my respect beat down on, on the Friday the 21st. Um, it was early enough on. I don't think I even knew I had cancer at that time. 
Um, so I didn't know where I was going to be out of my treatment plan. So it turns out I was in on that Friday, the 24th was like the last full week of radiation therapy. Um, and uh, in addition to that, about a month prior, I hurt my knee. So I, I was kind of hobbling around. And so I wasn't sure I was going to turn out. I knew I had a cortisone injection the day before my 50th birthday. And I knew I'd be like 28 days into 30 radiation treatments. Um, the last week of radiation turned out not being as bad as I thought because they, it, it, they, they changed the dosage a little bit. So it wasn't quite as intense. So that my Friday, the Friday of my 50th birthday, I felt the best I'd felt in probably 50 days. And it was just a great day. I mean, uh, UPA had advertised the uh, <laughs> the respect um, beat down significantly. So there, I think there was about 40, so about over 40 guys there. Um, I felt good. The cortisone shot worked. Uh, my knee felt good. I was able to run without having any pain. Um, it was just a really good day. We ended up going to, uh, I ended up going to the casual pint for a happy hour and meet a few guys there. Um, quick story. My daughter has uh, two friends that work at the ice cream store shop right across from casual pint and they saw me and I turned around and they brought me like a little cup of ice cream. And then, up, and then the, the whole F3 group um, broke out into happy birthday when we were sitting outside on the patio. Um, and then they said, happy birthday to cup, which is confused my daughter's friend. They had no idea what they're talking about, but it was, uh, it was, it was just a really good day. My wife and I ended up walking to our favorite restaurant and I, it, it, it was just a really good day. So I think your question was how did, how did it come about? It's like I planned on leading a beatdown on my 50th birthday just because I was, you know, it seems like kind of a milestone, especially in F3. And it turned out to be about as best as I, it turned out about as best I could hope for. Wow. That's, that's a great story. I love that. It is, isn't it funny when people that don't know our nicknames, they hear it, yeah. they're like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you, like when you're taking your, uh, your, when you're picking up your kid's friends to carpooling and it's like, why does your dad have a shovel? in the back of his car and it's like well that's a, that's a long story we can get into that later well hey let's let's talk about that so i talk so obviously we're trying to build leaders right for the the community and i think um you know you you took the shovel flag at coliseum from stella right mm -hmm. um so you know and, and then led that site for a year and uh recently handed off um to our man honey made so talk mm -hmm. to us about just your experience leading that site and um because you, know, you you were leading that site through through all of this, right? I mean, yeah. So I, I, I took over in uh, I think it was October, and uh, and so how it how it happened is one day uh, I think it was after I was working out the Trident maybe I went to the Trident and Tater Todd approached me and said you know we're thinking your name keeps coming up as leading a site and and he mentioned the Coliseum. And I mentioned this when I passed the flag is like when I knew eventually I could ask because this time I'm posting pretty regularly. I'd been with the group for over two years and I'd never been a side queue. So it's like, I knew eventually I'd be asked because I, you know, like, again, it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's just very, I, I don't necessarily jump at first in anything. And he said, what about the Coliseum? Would you be interested? And it's like, you know, I have to say yes. I, and I mentioned this when I passed the flag. It's like, I, I owe it to F3. I, I have to say yes. And this was before I, I knew I, I had, I was diagnosed with cancer. So I said, sure. And I, and I, and Stella also approached me also and we talked about it. it's like yeah you know it's a it's a perp it's Tuesday I always post there when I can um at that time my son was a senior in high school there my daughter was an incoming freshman um so sometimes the first uh summer that I was a uh, the psych there I, my son would go to football practice I'd see him in the morning and now my daughter still 
goes to cheer early in the morning. So I get to do. So I just think it was a really good fit for me to be there. Samples was taking over the battlefield about the same time. So it was, we could, we could like work together if needed um, to kind of cover each other. So I, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. And what I did, and I don't know if it's the right philosophy, but my philosophy was, and because I'd been, you know, going for so long, a long time, I just started writing a list of names of guys I wanted to invite to queue. I didn't necessarily have any, just guys that I'd been to their beatdowns or I knew them. And some of the guys that we've grown, I didn't see as much because, you know, they always, if they were from Sarpy County or Miller, they were able to, uh, you know, go to a site that are closer. So I just started, I ended up with like a list of 90 names. And I think we had, a, in, in about 14 months, we had about over 50 guys queue. And, and all I would do is I would just text them say, do you want to queue? And they would reply and say, yes. It was pretty easy, actually. I mean, no one ever said no. You just had to find a date that worked, and it was great. And then, and and then to your when when it was time for me to pass the flag, I asked Stella and Safe Ride first, um, since you know they're the previous IQs, um, if they had any ideas. And Honey Maid's name just was was a common between both of them because he he's a, he posted regularly there. He'd really accelerated and. When I texted him, I talked to him a little bit about it after a beatdown, and I texted him and said, okay, do you want to do it? And I realized the last time I had texted him, it was the first day he posted when he was FNG at the Coliseum. Um, I tried to text FNGs after they post to say, welcome, let me know if you have any questions. And, you know, he, he said yes right away, and he's going to do a great job. He's, 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 a, he's, he's much younger than me, so Twitter will not be a problem. He won't have to learn that like I did. And he's just has a lot of energy and he's accelerating. He's a, he's actually a West Sider. He went to high school there. My kids, I didn't, I'm not from Omaha, but my kids went to school there. So it, it's just a great fit, I think. Yeah. Man, I, you know, there's so much to unpack there and, it, you know, the Coliseum, um, you know, is really one of those, one of our, you know, kind of uh, district uh, staples sites, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I think, um Gosh, I remember right. I think Coliseum was would have been the second Tuesday site that that we launched uh, after yep. the Cornhusker. Yeah, it was Cornhusker, and there's one out west. Is it the uh, is? Oh, Wild Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I. Yeah. What do you think about just from like a leadership perspective? I mean, how how did being the site queue help, or did it help just with leadership, maybe at work or at home or in the community? Anything there. Sure. I mean, it, it may definitely helped make me more accountable, at least in that three. And I knew I had to be there on Tuesday. Um, and and actually, and I think it made me, there's a few times I would step in and this is COVID was still kind of jumping up. So a few people had to back out because of COVID. So there's two few times I had to jump in sort of last minute to queue. And it just became easier to queue too, because it's like, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then, you know, knowing you're doing the last minute and putting something together that is, it really helped. I think it's allowed, I think it's helped my, you know, my comfort level speaking in front of people mm -hmm. uh, just because I, I do, you know, when you do it all the time, either when you're queuing or just a side queue, you know, you're trying to welcome everybody and, and you know, the people may look to you for questions potentially, at least if about that site, but no, it, it has helped. And I, and I have, a, it just kind of helped me grow, I think. And I, and I, I enjoyed being the site queue at the Coliseum. I mean, it's a great place to be a site queue in the winter, especially the lights are on. Um, the field is pretty in pretty good shape. Um, so it's 
if for for individuals that are a little bit older like me that may not have the best eyesight and the best knees, it's a nice it's a nice option, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I think it was like a Greek freak was leading a workout there one time and we were in the front of the church right next door. And I remember yeah. I there weren't very many of us, but I remember you being there with you and it was, you know, cold and windy. And, um, right. So that was, uh, it was a week after the polar um, challenge, polar bear challenge. And I didn't do the polar bear challenge. I, I posted a few times a week, but it's like, I'm not posting six times in negative whatever degree weather. Well, it got me back because I volunteered to queue um, at the Coliseum. I told Stella, put me on the queue for when you need me in February. And it turned out it was like the coldest day of the year. I mean, I showed up to the parking lot and it was my car, my car said a negative 15. So I don't know what the real fill was. I mean, at that point, who cares, right? If it's negative, if your car says a negative 15, it could be, it's just really cold. Yeah. And Stella told, tells that story. I think he told it when he gave me the shovel. And I've told that story to, to people that aren't in F3. And they just look at like look at you like you are insane. I mean, why would you? Why, who was all? Was anybody there? It's like yeah, there were seven of us out there. And my, I think my phone froze, and I couldn't even take the video. And I think you had to take the video. It was like it was like what are we doing? But it was you know that 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 was a great day. Yeah, it was awesome. I, yeah, lots of memories like that. I, you know, I am curious too. You know, for for you, you know, as you're thinking about. You know, you had mentioned before we started, you're going going on vacation with the family, really focusing in on on your kids and developing those relationships there. Um, what you know, as we're as we're thinking about praying for for you, what um, you know we see out in the gloom, what should we be uh, encouraging you on? Yeah, um, so I mean, like I mentioned, since I'm on hormone therapy, my energy level isn't like I can tell that I my endurance isn't like what it was a year ago and I, it's, it's probably going to stay that way if not get a little worse so you know just uh you know any motivation to keep me going out because I, I don't see myself losing that motivation but you never know um and you know when I think about like you know I appreciate the prayers for me and but I also think about the prayers for not only my family but you know significant others of people and it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it, it's stressful because especially early on when you're diagnosed with cancer, there's a lot of unknowns for, you know, what it's going to look like. So, I mean, so to, having the, a great support system like I have um, with my family and my kids are old enough that, they're, you know, I, I, can, I talk to them like adults, probably sometimes more so than I should. But I mean, we're, we're it, it has helped my relationship, you know, with my um, quite a bit. I mean, not, we had a great relationship before, but I think it just brought us closer together and same with my, my kids. And so, I, you know, when I, when I, uh, gave my COT at, uh, the respect, not the respect, my birthday cue, um, early on after I was diagnosed, my wife sent me a, a message and I think she actually got it from a tea bag and it said, cause she drinks a lot of green, green tea. It said, accept the challenge you are facing it may become your greatest gift. And I have that on my wall in my office. And I try to remind myself that every day is like, you know, this is what it is, but how I can maybe use this to be a better person, a better husband. Um, I need to think about that because, you know, there's nothing I can do to change what, what I'm going through and what my family's going through right now. But, you know, I can try to make it as good as possible or make the best of it. Let's just say that. Yeah, man, I, I love that. And that's a really good reminder for all of us, you know, whatever <laughs> challenge we're going through, I, you know, I think, um, yeah. And, and that's been, you know, my experience, I think too, is that, 
my greatest challenge is often ends up being the the best part of, of my day or my week or you know right. so I, I really appreciate you sharing that I you know anything else that you feel like you know you've been because you've been in F3 three and a half it was three years in July so it's going on three and a half and yeah in January um yeah that's good I mean it's 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 been fun to watch you know how many sites have popped up uh and and the growth and you know it, it's just bittersweet you know, you know it's all you go from being you know even when I started it was fairly small to being this you know a large operation but you know the, overall there's nothing bad about having more guys in yeah. f3 you know it, it, I mean there's there's the good is just to have to have more people involved and being all over the county um as well as hopefully into other counties you know into Lincoln as it grows so I you know, I, I think that, um, you know, as a site queue, what I could have done better is I probably could have, uh, you know, tried to, the newer guys, besides just texting that one time, I probably could have tried to um, encourage them more to, to be queue. And I wasn't very good about that. I think it had a lot to do with how I am. You know, I don't really want people pushing me to do stuff. I want to do it on my own pace. And that's what I love about F3. I mean, you can kind of set your own pace of what type of leadership trajectory you want. And mine is nice and easy and slow until I'm pretty comfortable. And that's, and that's how, and it worked just fine for me. And so I didn't push guys to BQ, but I probably could have been a little better communicator with uh, the newer guys as they came out just to like, make sure just keeping in touch with them. Cause there'd been a number of FNGs that posted at the Coliseum that we maybe never saw again. And maybe if I would have sent them another text here and there or, or reached out to whoever EH them and said, maybe how, how are they doing? But overall, I think that, you know, I think the group is, I mean, considering it's just a grassroots organization, right? I mean, no, everybody's doing this volunteer. It's pretty impressive. And, and when you explain it to people, uh, you can kind of see that have, that have no idea what you're talking about before you start talking about F3. They can kind of see it's like, how is this working? Because yeah. there's, you know, no one's getting paid. There's really no incentive monetarily at all. It's just people wanting men, wanting to be a part of it and wanting to, uh, contribute it's it's so i don't know how you improve that i mean it's because it's just really everybody gets to do what they can put into as much as you want yeah 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 for me i you know it's i've always wanted to be useful and i feel like mm -hmm. the group like i there's a hundred different ways i can be useful to yeah. my community through through the group and i think a lot of us want to be want to help you know it's really cool especially this time you're watching guys with the canned food drive and right what's going on what about, um, I, I missed your uh, favorite and least favorite exercise. What makes that? Oh, good. I'm glad you asked this one. I actually think thought about this a little bit. And the answer is the same to both, but just a little bit different. So okay. I think a burpee needs to be part of most beat downs. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you should go above five. So okay. five or less burpees is my favorite exercise. Okay. 10 or more burpees is my least favorite exercise. Because I feel like after you get to 11 or 12, you're just kind of, your form gets way off and, and you're struggling to get through, at least for me, guys in better shape like you, probably maybe their numbers is different. But so I, I like five or less is my favorite. Not because I literally like them, but, you know, I hadn't done a burpee before Courthouse or Handicap when I posted for the first time when wait time was queuing for 30 years. I had forgot what they were. And then you did, and you start doing them for the first time after that long. And you think this isn't that bad, but you get to about six or seven. It's like, this is difficult. Yeah. And but, so it's got to be, it's a, it's a great endurance and cardiovascular exercise that you can do in your basement 
Yeah, I love that. I have that's the first. I haven't we haven't had anybody uh shoot the same exercise but different different rep count. So I, love I could come up with other ones I don't like. Like anything upside down against the wall, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Well, you're a tall guy too, right? You're yeah. what six six four, six five. I, I'm about six three and yeah, and I weigh more than most. So yeah, it's like it's well, that's a lot of weight on your elbows and shoulders. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, Tin Cup, this has been awesome. And I just, you know, I think I hope you know, I mean, and I think you feel this, but you got a lot of guys uh, rooting for you, but I think also a lot of guys that are learning from you as an example and just watching, um, you know, how you're approaching this, this scenario, right? Cause there's no telling which, you know, who in our group will have something else similar. Sure. Um, so I just, I appreciate you setting a, a good example of positivity and gratitude and, um, you know, just how do we learn from it and, and share the story. So super grateful for you and just who you are uh, as a man. It's really cool just to, just to be a part of it with you. Right, I appreciate that. And like I said, I mean, a lot of my attitude I owe to the step three. I think I'm getting way more out of it than I'm giving back. So, but I, I appreciate those words. I appreciate you and Pony putting together this uh, uh, podcast. Like I said before, I, I've listened to all of them. I kind of binge listened to them early, uh, starting a few months ago, and it 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 was helpful just to hear how you know not only to, to how people got their name and their first workout and their least favorite exercise, but how they people approach F three and then. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it's been it's it's been a it's been a good uh good experience for me listening to them. But but thank you. I appreciate that. But like I said, you know, everybody and everybody has things going on in their lives. This is this is just mine and uh, you know, and I you just you just gotta you just gotta try to make the best out of it. Yeah, I love it. Well let's do uh Namorama. Okay. I'll start us off here. Uh Brandon Play Hardy, thirty six, the plague. The plague. Matt Winfrey, fifty, ten cup. In cup respect uh do and do we have a do you have a like a call sign or a you know i i don't um i i think swiper might have said once in a while i'm around him and he says a line from 10 cup like give me a ball um i've always thought four would be a good one because i'm usually hitting it wayward i'm out of bounds but um i don't have a call sign okay well we should start that we'll start that we'll start saying four afterwards <laughs> hey, thanks for your time today man this yeah i appreciate awesome. it thank you thank you